It is so amazing to be here with all of you this morning. It is an honor to stand on this stage and have an opportunity to do church with you. I love you, if I can just say that. I love you so much, Calvary, and it's such a joy for me to be here. My name is Danny Whitten. I get to serve as your family ministries pastor here at Calvary Orlando, which means I oversee babies through college age ministry and to all of our families. It's so good to be here with you. I also want to just take a moment to say that it's an honor to stand here where Pastor Kevin and Pastor Maria usually stand. And so I know they're watching. Pastor Kevin, Pastor Maria, we love you. Please come back very, very soon. We can't wait to see you guys next week. It's not home without you. Amen, church? Well, I'm incredibly honored to share the word of God with you today. I want to take a moment to remind you to not slip into potential routine where maybe you're sitting here as you've done over and over and over, maybe for your whole life, and maybe slip into a routine where you can maybe check out and start planning lunch and thinking about what needs to get done this afternoon. Like, I've got laundry to do, right? Like, there's other things to do after church, but let's not miss this moment where the creator of the universe wants to speak to you. He's brought you here to speak to you. You see, the thing is, I don't know all of you and I don't know your stories and I don't know what you're dealing with, but we serve a God who is active and present and here right now because he knows exactly where you are. He knows what you're struggling with and he knows what you need. And he's here today to speak those things into your life. When the world was created and formed, how did he do it? He what? He spoke. And it was. And I'm reminded of a narrative where Jesus was met by an official who said, Lord, you don't have to come to my house. All you have to do is say it and it'll be. So my prayer this morning is, God, would you speak to me? Let that same creative power that said, let there be and there was, let it exist in me this day. Where from your word, you could say, Lord, let it be and it will be. Let it be changed, let it be different, let it be made whole. And it will be. Can we pray together? Will you do whatever it takes to create a posture of receiving from the Lord today to allow him to speak to you? If you have to shift in your seat or put away your phone, I put mine on do not disturb. So if there is anyone in the back trying to text me important messages, I will not see it. But let's pray that our hearts be open right now, amen? Lord, today we assemble, we gather, we are here because you're here. And we don't want to go another moment without inviting you to be a part of this experience, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would speak to our lives, that you yourself would be the one proclaiming truth on this day. Change us from the inside out and help us to look more and more like you. 
Jesus, we give you permission to change us and to speak to us. We make ourselves open in Jesus' name. If you're open, say, I'm open. All right. So let's talk a little bit about football because as you can tell, I am a football expert. I know all the things about like points and <clears throat> stuff. No, but in reality, I do like the sport. I do like the game. I prefer to watch it live than to watch four hours of my life in a living room watching a, a game. I prefer to watch it live, but I do appreciate the sport. When I was growing up, I would bond with my grandfather watching the cowboy. Okay, wow, instant, instant fans in the room, all right. The Dallas Cowboys, we'd watch uh, them, and uh, I, I, I enjoyed the game. How many of you are legit tried and true football fans in the space? Anybody here, show of hands online, go ahead and comment your team. We wanna know, we care. Um, but uh, let's, let's see, how many of you roll your eyes? Like you're, the muscle in the back of your eye gets sprained because you roll them so hard at other football fans. Anybody else? You just don't care about the sport. And you're like, I cannot wait for football to be over. You guys are more afraid to speak up right now. And I think it's because of the fans in the room. Because there's a difference between being a fan, right? And like playing the game. Now, okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. Please don't judge me. Can we, can we, I feel so scared right now. I'm like exposed. Don't judge me. I'm an independent woman. Um, but there was a time that I chose to be more of a fan. My husband is a tried and true Green Bay Packer fan. The, the man showed up today wearing his jersey. Uh, he's here in the front row. If anybody else hates Green Bay, I mean, you go and talk to him if you want to, but he's a Green Bay fan. When I met him, he was, and here's our story just really fast. I was best friends with this guy and we were not dating when I was driving on I-4 and was on my way to work and it washed over me this reality that I was in love with him. And I began to panic and freak out because he was my best friend and I didn't wanna, and I, I just, I remember I spent like three months trying to be normal around him and, and not give out the secret that I was in love with him. He kissed me later and it worked out and everything was really good. But in that three month time frame, I devoted myself to learning about football because it was football season. And I noticed, I was like, the guy likes Green Bay Packers. Okay, so I started like watching ESPN which I never did before. And I got the sports section of the, you guys are already judging me. I'm looking at your faces right now. You know, who else has a story like this? You can be like, I've done something crazy like this for the person I love. And so I got the sports section and I started learning things about the players and the stats. And I learned who Brett Favre was and Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and I was like learning all these, I even learned how like they got actual like points. I was doing this all because I love the guy. And, uh, and I started wearing green and yellow, trying to like send off that message, I'm here for you. And hey guys, it worked. We've been married for almost 11 years. So thank you football. Thank you football. <laughs> but honestly, you've met those crazy fans too, right? The overly competitive, take up all the space in the restaurant become the professional commentator. 
the fan who knows better than even the players. You guys know who I'm talking about. What team is that? No one fell for it. I thought you guys would insert so-and-so team. But there's a big difference in being a fan of a sport and actually playing the game. This series open means something. In football, to be open means that you have positioned yourself in order to receive something that you will then actually run with to put points on the board. And this morning, the question that I have for you is are you open to being in the game? See, God has his hand on this church. And God has his hand on your life. And he has called you to do more than to be a spectator. Watching others fulfill the call of God on their lives while you sit in the sidelines. Are you open to move from being a spectator to being a part of God's plan for Calvary? So even scripture shows us that there's a difference between those who are part of the crowd. Say crowd. There's a difference between those who are a part of the crowd and those who are in the action, being used of God, being a part of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Today I'd like for us to look at three different narratives in scripture, I promise it won't go too long. The first question that the Lord would ask us today is, are you open to connection with the creator? Be open, say open. Be open to connection with the Creator. In Mark chapter 5, I believe 25 will begin where you are, but I, I, I want to start in verse 21. It might be on the screen. Let's read. Mark 5, 21. Do you guys have your Bibles? Pull them out. Go ahead. Pastor Kevin, I care that they brought their notebooks. Did you guys bring your notebooks? Okay, very good. Let's take notes. Be open to connection with the Creator. Starting in, in Mark chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him, my little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her, heal her so she can live. And Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. In verse 25, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She heard about Jesus, so she ran, or so she came up behind him through the crowd, say crowd, and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Verse 30, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said, look at this crowd, say crowd. 
pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened uh, to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. She determined to quit being a part of the crowd, to connect with her creator. See, there's a difference between being a part of the crowd and an actual connection to the creator. There were spectators all around, pressing in, trying to get a glimpse of what Jesus was doing, but it wasn't enough for her just to see what he was doing. Her situation had gotten so bad that she was out of answers. She had been suffering for so many years that she had no other choice in her mind than to move from being a crowd to connection. She determined to quit being a part of the crowd to connect with the Creator. The question the Lord would have me ask you today, are you open to a connection with your Creator? See, to be open requires intentionality. She had to push herself through the crowd, positioning herself. See, my fear is that there are people here today that you've been around, you've been in the crowd for so long. You've been in the crowd for so long that you've actually missed him. You can be in this body today, in this church today, in this house today, surrounded by those who are making a connection with the creator and still not connect with him. If you are not intentionally positioning yourself, are you open? Have you opened your heart to knowing him personally? Have you positioned your mind to not have to have all of the answers, but be willing to trust that what God has for you is the best thing? See, I know that there are fact that there are people here today and you're with someone who's made a connection. Maybe your spouse brought you and they have made a connection to the Creator. Maybe a parent has brought you here today and they have made a connection with the Creator, but you are still in the crowd. See, you might have connected to others. You might have connected to other spiritualists. You've been looking just like the woman in the narrative. She looked everywhere for healing, right? She looked everywhere for healing and it only gotten worse. And so many of us are in this place today or you're watching online and you've had trapdoor behaviors looking for healing, food and shopping and, and, and lovers and, and finding the next thing just to try to fill that space because you're longing for a creator connection, a, a connection with your creator. And you may not be suffering in your body, but there are those in this space who are suffering in their hearts 
and are suffering in their minds and they are suffering in their souls. But today I would say to you that your creator wants to connect with you and he cares about you and he wants to see you healed and restored. And he would say to you, your suffering is over. She moved through the crowd and experienced the power of God and was healed and in, in, in a moment, years of torment were over all because of a connection with her creator. My question to you today is, are you open? Say open. The second thing the Lord would ask us today to do is be open to being changed. Be open to being changed and being the change. I want us to turn to Luke chapter 19. Everyone say Zacchaeus. All right, Luke 19 and verse one. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus and he was a chief tax collector in the region and he'd become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name, Zacchaeus. He said, quick, come down. I must be a guest at your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He is gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I've cheated anyone on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this house today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost, amen. See, Zacchaeus was open to connecting with his creator. He actually positioned himself doing whatever it took just to get a glimpse of Jesus. He did whatever it took to move through the crowd. And James 4, 8 tells us, come close to God and he will come close to you. And I love this because Zacchaeus climbs a tree. Man, I'm short so I can really understand this guy. When anybody walks, it takes me like 30 more steps just to keep up with them. But he climbed a tree just to get close to Jesus. And Jesus moved and got right underneath that guy. And he says, I'm going to your house today, Zacchaeus. James tells us to move close to God, take a step towards God, position yourself moving towards God and he will come close to you. Are you so thankful for that truth? James 4 a also tells us, it doesn't end there. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's not enough for us just to connect with the creator we have to be open to being changed. Zacchaeus is so open to being changed that he pledges to right everything he had wronged. He's the guy who had a big love for money, but he pledges to give half of what he has to the poor. That's change. 
That is being open to being changed. What about you, church? What about you, friend? Where in your life do you need to be open to being changed? Maybe you aren't a thieving tax collector. Maybe you are. But is there some offense that you've carried around because someone so many years ago wronged you and you've not laid that thing down? Are you open to allowing your creator to change you inside out and laying that down and walking away from it? Has it been forever since you've had an actual heart-to-heart conversation with members in your family? Have you developed some habits that have put some distance between you and your kids or you and your spouse or you and your parents? We use work as an excuse, being busy as an excuse to not connect with those that God has put in our lives to steward. Are you open to owning some mistakes and allowing the Lord to change you inside out? Have you been stuck in the same religious routine of what you think faith in Jesus looks like, but there's been no real change in you? Are you open to saying, it doesn't matter if I've served the Lord a day or all my life, to allowing him to change you inside out? The Lord is not yet done with you, friend. And there are places we can all grow. Are you open? Say open. Are you still with me? Zacchaeus was open to being changed, and as a result, he was the change for an entire city. When you position yourself to allow the Lord to speak to you about what needs to be changed, the Lord himself, and this was something I heard so big from the Spirit of God this week as I was writing this, he said, tell them that when they open themselves to being changed, that I myself will, be, will position them to be the change. He wants to position you to be the change in our city, in your family. See, this tax collector had a whole crowd of people that were so angry at, at him that when the thought of Jesus sharing a meal with him heard, hit their ears, they all became mad at Jesus. That's how mad they were at this guy. This is how much he had wronged them. That the thought of, the, of Jesus, all the commentators came out in that moment in this crowd. Look at what he's doing. Can you imagine then what happened days later when Zacchaeus comes, because this isn't recorded, but he said, I'm going to give back four times what I've taken. When Zacchaeus comes and starts knocking on the doors and dropping off bags of money, what change do you think took place in those lives and those hearts? See, when you open yourselves up to change, to being changed, you become the change for other people. See, here's my reality. I know who I am but I know where I came from. I know what the Lord rescued me out of. I know where I should have been in this life had the Lord not intervened. I was a fatherless kid. I was in poverty. I came from a family of addicts and of divorce and of abuse. But when my family looks at me today, do you know what they see? 
restoration and healing. And oh my goodness, they see Jesus. Don't stop being open to change. Maybe you're here and you've never lived for Jesus. It's time to being open to change. But maybe you're here and you've served the Lord your whole life. Friend, he's not done with you yet. Be open to being changed so that we can be the change for others. And Jesus would say to you today, salvation has come to your home. For you have shown yourself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. The third thing the Lord would say to us today is be open, say open, to courageous community. And we're going to look in Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 and verse 1. You can go ahead and flip, or you've got the digital Bibles. That's why I'm not hearing the paper. That's okay too. Mark 2 verse 1. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. And while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. And they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, say crowd. And then I wanna stop right there for just a second. Because last night as I was looking over my notes and praying over this, I felt the Lord say something that I'm actually kind of scared to say in this moment. Because the reality is that when the church stops being the church and acts like the crowd, we actually keep people from coming to Jesus. I'm gonna reread that. They couldn't bring him in. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, say crowd. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, say crowd. When we stop acting like the church and we act like the crowd, we keep people from getting to Jesus. Now this is not for those of you in this place, you're not a believer, but specifically for those of us who call ourselves Christ followers. When we can't get our act together and love, Love people no matter what. Love people no matter who they're voting for. We keep people from Jesus. When we can't get our act together and serve one another and make ourselves less than and wash the feet of those around us, we keep people from Jesus. Because we're called to love people more than we love ourselves. We're called to bring people to Jesus. And that's what these four friends were doing in Mark. They're bringing this guy to Jesus. 
and they couldn't get to him. So in verse four, we read, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Man, I want friends like this. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus and seeing their faith, say there. Seeing the faith of the friends, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of the religious law were sitting there and thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. So I will prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked through the stunned onlookers. And they were all amazed, praising God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Our call today is to move from crowd to connection. To move from the crowd to being changed. So that you can move from crowd to community. Say community. We are called to be a community of believers, loving one another, representing Jesus, lifting Jesus up high. And when we lift Jesus up high, he calls all to himself. We are called to be a community. See, these four friends were not a part of the crowd. It wasn't enough to be in the stands being a spectator. They were open to being a part of a courageous community that looked like doing whatever it took to get their friend to Jesus. Whatever it took. And Jesus, seeing their faith, looked at the paralyzed man and said, your sins are forgiven. Are you open? Say open. Are you open to courageous community? What does it mean for you to love others more than you love yourself? Who out in this city is waiting on you to join the game? Who in this city is waiting on you to bring them to Jesus? Who in your life is waiting on you to move from being a part of the crowd to being open to being part of a community? When you are courageous enough to love someone more than yourself, to own their spiritual health, then you become a part of them connecting to their creator. No one in this place is exempt from this word of God. We just prayed, Lord, say it and let it be done in my life. And this is the word that he would have for you today. Be open to being a part of a courageous community that will do whatever it takes to bring people to Jesus. Calvary. You are called to love this city. You are called to reach this city. And we can only do this if we do it together. Say together. We can only work as the body of Christ if we all are in this together. Say together. 
And I love the last portion of that passage in Mark where it says, and all those watching were standing stunned, proclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. I believe that's what God will have done here. That when we bring others to Jesus in this place, the world will look and say, I've never seen anything like this before. We have an opportunity to be a part of that. See, you are here today. You're in this seat today. You're in the faith walk that you're in today. Because someone else was open to being in the game for you. I was 10. I was living in Bithlow in East Orlando and my mom had just gotten out of an abusive relationship where a man she had been dating beat her so badly that she was in a hospital for a week within an inch of her life. And it was my aunt who had regularly invited my mom to church. She would take us kids, she would put us in her car and bring us and say, Pat, why don't you come with us to church? And she got rejected over and over and over again. See, it was my aunt who prayed for my mom for years and years and years, knowing that she had previously had a relationship with Jesus, but because she was hurt by the church and hurt by her family, she had stepped away from that faith. And just like the woman in the first passage had tried to heal what was broken through other means. And she had prayed for her for years, but to what looked like no avail. But it was my aunt with the same spirit of those four friends who had it in her to do whatever it took to see my mom one to Christ Jesus. That once again, facing rejection, once again, doing the thing that had not worked. She said, Patty, why don't you come with me to church this Sunday? And because of my aunt, I'm standing here today. I'm here because she was open. You're here because someone else was open. So the question the Lord has for you today, are you open? On October 31st, we have the Calvary Kids County Fair. The Calvary County Fair on this day, October 31st, it's the number one celebrated holiday amongst families in America. Now you could feel however you want to about Halloween. It's a grab bag of emotions, I understand that. But we are missing the mark if we don't acknowledge that we have an opportunity to be open. The number one celebrated, more than Christmas, the number one celebrated holiday amongst families will happen on October 31st. And because of this pandemic, trick-or-treating will look different and, and making memories will look different. Families are looking for a way to connect with their kids on this day. I want for us to be the ones saying, we're open and we're ready for you. And you have an opportunity to be a part of this. We have an opportunity. On the very next day, we have something called Big Day. Say Big Day. 
It's November 1st. And guys, I swear the Lord is so amazing. He cares about the littlest of details. On October 31st, we're going to have an outreach from 11 to do uh, to 2. And we want you to be a part of that. You can register today to sign up to volunteer for that. But then on the very next day, we're going to invite everyone from October 31st to come to church on November 1st for our big day. We're going to have free food and we're going to have activities for families. And we're going to fill this place up with people who need Jesus. And the best part is it's daylight savings. So we get an extra hour of sleep. Hallelujah. You have no reason not to invite people to this. We have an opportunity to move from the crowd to connection. We have an opportunity to move from the crowd to change, to move from the crowd to community, and to move from the, cow- the crowd to answering the call. And if I can have someone up here to help us on the keys with our, our altar experience. Pastor Kevin wanted me to share something with you. Is that okay? He feels the Lord has given him a goal for our church of seeing 100 souls saved before the end of the year. I want to be a part of that. We are called to be a part of that. Are you open to seeing this happen? Are you open to being more than part of the crowd church? To move from being a spectator? Are you open to being on this team? See, you are called. And the Lord does have his hand on your life. And he does have his hand on this church. And he's going to move. He's going to do it. You have an opportunity to be a part of it. There's one other thing that I feel so strong in my spirit. I can't move from this place until I say this. That the Lord would say to you, don't leave from this place without a specific direction from God on how you can be a part of this. Don't move from your seat. Don't move from the place where you're watching this until you hear from the Lord on how you can move from being a part of the crowd to being a part of something more. Man, Jesus loves us so much. He loves you so much. We're gonna have two altar experiences today. And the first is for those of you in this place or watching from home online. You would say, I need to connect with the creator. I need to connect with him. When I was describing the brokenness where you've tried to see healing in your own life through various different ways, but you've not gotten better. In fact, you've gotten worse. The Lord is here to meet you so that you can connect with him. And it takes just a moment of connection with your creator. He formed you, he knows you, he knows the plans he has for you. It takes just a moment of connection with him for you to be transformed and healed. 
thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.